world. Um, please let's turn our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 17. We'll be reading from verse 11 all the way to verse 19. Luke chapter 10 as we read from verse 11 to verse 19. Now this is a reading of God's word. The Bible says, now it happened that as he, which referring to Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Verse 12, then he entered a certain village, and Bible says, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood what? Afar off. The next verse, in verse 13, the Bible says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, have what upon me, have mercy. Please, I beg you, if you have a pen, if you have a Bible, please just mark verse 13 and mark the word, have mercy upon me. What did they pray for? They prayed for mercy upon themselves. Next verse, verse 15, verse 14. So when he saw them, the Bible says, Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleanse. Verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice did what? Glorified God. Verse 16, the Bible says, and fell down to his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Give us the next verse. The Bible says, so Jesus said, and Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the other nine? Verse 18, where there were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except what this stranger. Now the King James Version calls it these stranger as well. I think this stranger or this foreigner. I need to mark verse 18 as well. The, the person that returned was a what? Was a stranger. Verse 19. And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you what? Well. Please give us in the King James Version. The King, the King James Version said, arise, go your way for thy faith has made you what? made you whole. Now, please answer my question. Was this man healed of what he needed? Was he healed? There are times where you pray for something and God delivers that miracle. We've heard testimonies here as God has delivered what people prayed for for a year, for two. The reality is that the very fact that God has blessed you, that God has answered your prayer, that is not all that there is in it. The Bible says this man returned to give praise. And the Bible says Jesus said there is something that you are going to get that only thanksgiving and a heart of gratitude could unlock. The other night until they come, they will only wait until they receive it. The Bible says, and Jesus said, there is a wholeness that comes with a grateful heart. You are blessed is not enough. You have a car is not enough. There is a wholeness that comes come with that blessing. Praise the Lord. The fact that you have a new contract, a new job, please listen. There is a favor that you will need on that job. Receiving the work is not the job, is not enough. If you come in the place of gratitude, then there will be an unlocking of favor. Whatever you need, you may not know because we are only strangers to what God is about to do. But by the virtue of thanksgiving and gratitude, I declare that wholeness will be received and wholeness will be returned to us in the name of Jesus. And this morning, by God's grace, I bring you the word as we'll be teaching on the subject that is entitled, The Wholeness of Thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Please, in one moment, just raise your hands upon the heavens and just begin to give thanks. Just thank you for the word that is about to come. Just give him thanks for the word that is about to come. As you give thanks, the Lord will indeed reveal himself in Jesus' name. Please be seated and help me celebrate Pastor Conrad as he returns to his seat. You're not a man, no. You're not a man, no. You're the God who opens doors no man can. Sing it with me. You're not a man, no. Everything, no one like you. Amen. 
Now the Bible tells us that there were nine, there were ten people who were leprous, and the scripture tells us categorically that all of them were healed. And Jesus said to them, Return back to the priest, return and show yourself. And as they went, they were cleansed. This morning, by God's grace, we are just going to look at three very key life lessons that I'm going to share. Personal life lessons I'm going to share that I received some years back and only to know and only to come to realize that they were not just the lessons of life. They were scriptural and they were, had the backing of heaven. The very fact that you do some things unknowingly and you receive results doesn't mean that you can repeat it if you don't know the principle behind it. If a child have a seed, opens the ground and throw the seed in it, even if he doesn't know anything on the principles of sowing and, and, and reaping, will the seed grow? The reality, it will grow. Whether you do it knowingly or unknowingly, it must grow because there are Bible principles, there are kingdom principles that we must understand and until you understand it, you may not know what you've been doing that have been giving you results. The very fact that you've done some things and you receive results, if you don't know what you did, the principle behind it, you may not be able to repeat it. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I'm going to share three life lessons that I learned some years back and I've tried as much as possible to practice it only to find out that everything is scriptural. Amen. When you hear in scripture, the Bible talks about a man called David. The Bible says he danced and danced and danced just to show gratitude to the faithfulness of God. And up till now, we are reading and we are trying to dance like David danced. It was a personal experience he had with God. There was nowhere he read it in scripture that you have to dance in a certain way. His heart was elevated and it danced to the glory of God at no shame to any man. Casting down his crown just to do what? To give thanks. We've raised generations where people, the children don't even know that the success that we have has anything to do with God. And they see you having the success. My father worked so hard and that is why he is rich. My father is a businessman and that is why. Because we've not shown them any reason to think that the Lord was indeed had a hand in all what we did. The Bible says, for it is him that giveth the power to make wealth. You may, be, have, you have, you may have the understanding about making wealth, which is what we try to teach ourselves. That the fact that we remove God from that success is not a mistake we will repeat. Somebody say amen. The Bible says concerning scripture, a town woke up one morning and they opened their doors and all they found was blood littered up upon the streets. Everywhere in the streets were blood. And they began to try to trace where the blood was coming from only to find out that a king called Solomon had slaughtered a thousand bulls in one day. Never recorded. Just to do what? Just to give thanks. Just to do what? Just to give thanks. And as heaven understood and received his thankful heart the bible says and god appeared to him he said no man has done this ever in scripture because you have done this ask me of anything i have blessed you before but there is a wholeness that comes with thanksgiving there's a wholeness will come with a gratitude of heart and will learn such in the name of jesus a thankful heart just give god praise in this house this morning so for a long time we've waited for a reason to be thankful Ah, if God will bless me with this one thing I'm waiting for, then I will be thankful. Please, it's a mistake we should never repeat again. Don't wait to find a reason to be thankful. Look for one because God's blessing is always all around us. Don't wait for a reason to be thankful. Look for one and you will find one. Because a thankful heart we will raise thankful generations from now in the mighty name of Jesus. Please write this down, lesson number one that I learned and I came to understand that there is wholeness in thanksgiving. Number one, there is what? Wholeness in thanksgiving. Please put that down. There is wholeness in thanksgiving. Now the Bible says, and the child Jesus grew in wisdom and in what? And in understanding. Have you read that scripture before? There is something he said after that. Can anyone remember? He said, and he found favor before who? before God and before what? Before men. He found favor before who? Before God and before men. Now if God blesses you, reality, most times you come here to give thanks. Is that true? Ah, God has blessed me with a new job like we heard our sister do. But most times if God will raise you for any way, he will raise men to help you. 
And for a very long time, we have ignored men, giving thanks to men. There are destiny helpers that God has released to us in life that will not return to give thanks to them. And the Bible says, when this leper returned to Jesus, hear me, he wasn't returning to Jesus as God. He was returning to Jesus to give thanks as what? As Jesus a man. So please listen, there are some of us here, for a long time, you've, you've, we've neglected parents, we've neglected destiny helpers, we've neglected the man of God that prayed for you, your parents that helped you, we've seen all these things like the natural thing, um, what do we call it now, entitlement mentality. And there is no return to give thanks to either man, if we even give God praise to God, we don't return to give thanks to men. Because we think for a long time, God just used them because God just used them and that's all. But really, there is a wholeness that is always remaining. You may think you've had all, but there is a blessing that may be remaining that God is yet to release because you have not returned or unlocked the key of what? Of thanksgiving. This morning, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Please, multimedia, help us verse 15 and verse 16 of Luke. Now, let me share a very, very brief story. So, it happened that a fellow whom I respect so much, as far as my career path is concerned, as far as um, Christianity is concerned, called me one day and said, he's coming to town, do I have the whole of Saturday for him? I said, yes, I have the whole of Saturday. If it is you, I have the whole of the day. I will dedicate it to you. Because it's someone I respect so much. This happened some few years back. And he came to town and all through that Saturday, we set up very early in the morning. And he doesn't stay in Lagos, so we were going from one place to the other, mainly on the island. And we're visiting sites. We had meeting with business partners. And as we were going, he was showing me things and I was writing it down. For everything he was teaching me, I was writing down. And it happened that at the, at the peak of the day, we were tired. He said, let's go have lunch. We had lunch. We finished lunch. And then another call came in. We started all over again. And when it was evening, we were definitely tired. He was tired and I was tired. And he said, we are done for the day. Have you learned anything? I said, I have learned so much. Let me go home and rest because truly we are all tired. And as we were going, it happened that a call came in again. And he picked up the call and he was saying, yes, sir. Okay, sir. We are coming. Okay, I will be with you very shortly. And I looked at him. I said, you are tired and I am tired. I thought we were going home. He said, no, I need to see one more person. I cannot leave this town without seeing that person. If I, for everything I've done today, nothing is important than seeing this individual. I said, we are so tired. What is it that you want to meet the person for? Is it another business opportunity? He said, no. I just want to see the person because I want to give thanks to the person. And I said, you could have done that over the phone. You could have done that before you came to Lagos. Why visit the person all the way? He said, this person did something for me over 30 years ago. And I'm coming and returning until I give thanks. My heart will not be in place. Amen. And I began to grumble and he said, listen to me. For all you have learned today, erase it. For this one that I will teach you, just watch what I will do today. He said, I've practiced it all my life and it has not failed me. If you begin to write your success story, he said, and there is any man that was responsible to it. He said, please return back and give that person thanks. They were only destiny helpers and they are also expectant that as you thank God, you will return back to thank him. Praise the Lord. And the thing caught me by surprise. I have never heard a man say such a thing. And there it was, we began to go. As we were going, it happened that this man has, has left his, um, his left professional life. He's now old and is now a pastor. And so we went to his office. He called, we should divert and come to the office. And we, as we got to the office, they directed us to the office. As we were walking, this individual that I respected, this individual that I honor, a person of respect in the, in the society, as he saw this man from far, he ran to him, ran, and then he knelt down before this man. And I said, I've never seen him kneel before anyone. To him, he is a person everyone kneels to. For him to kneel to another man, it means there is something he's doing that has spiritual backing that I don't know. He knelt before the man and the man felt insulted. He was begging him to stand. He said, no, sir. 
I will not stand. I have come just to thank you for the deed that you did over 30 years ago. You did not know me, but I have returned to give you thanks. And because he had told me for everything he does, he does it over and over that I should learn. I was watching the energy that I lost. I gained it because there was something to what to be learned. Amen. And as he knelt down, the man tried to persuade him. He said no. And he began to say everything that he was thankful for. Until he was done, he stood up, they embraced and they sat down. And they began to talk and began to talk. You see, when we see things like this and we come to the scripture and I saw that these things were actually in scripture. The Bible says the leper that returned. The scripture says in verse 15, and when he returned, he cried out with a loud voice and he fell down to his face, giving thanks. Giving what? Giving thanks. And when they were done, just before they were done, the man said, I've never seen a man return after 30 years to give thanks. Immediately he called for his wife. He said, I've not seen this one. We will see this person give thanks to me so that we'll teach others. Because gratitude is very rare. But the reality is a way for God to release wholeness to any man. If you have a thankful heart, please give God praise in this place this morning. And as he began to give thanks, the man stood him up. And as we continued to gist and gist, immediately when he was done, I thought we were visiting just by mistake. Immediately he reached out to his pocket and brought out an envelope. And he gave it to the man. He said, this is just a seed, a token of my thanksgiving. Please, I beg you, most times if you go to say thank you to anyone, especially anyone that has helped you, maybe your parents, your elderly one, a priest, a pastor, please, the scripture says, don't go empty-handed. This thing this man did, they are all scriptural. We may have learnt it as life lesson, but truly, they are scriptural. Deuteronomy 16 verse 16, the Bible was admonishing and God was admonishing. He says, three times in a year, you, your male shall appear before the Lord, your God in the place where God chooses. He went ahead and says, at the feast of the unleavened bread, at the feast of the weeks and at the feast of the tabernacle. Now, this is where we're interested in. He says, and any man who appears before God, he says, they must not appear before the Lord, what? Empty-handed. Next verse, the Bible says, when you come, every man shall bring what he is able according to the blessing which the Lord has given him. Please, I beg you, if you have to thank any man, even if you have to show gratitude to God, please always go with a what? With a gift. If man will give man gift, how much we to God? And he released this gift to this man. This man, you could see, sometimes we think men are too big for gifts. No man is too big or no man can outlive gratitude and thanksgiving. The man was happy all through the day he was happy. And he gave the gift, the man was thankful, he appreciated. And as we stood up to leave, as we were leaving, I was in front, as we were walking towards the door, the man called us, he said, come back. As we returned, I said, okay, maybe there is another gist he wants to give us or some or some business idea. And he called us and he said to us, kneel down, I want to pray for you. Kneel down, I want to pray for you. And the man knelt down before him. He looked at me and said, please join him. I want to pray for you. And as we knelt, he began to empty himself. Please listen. There is a wholeness that is remaining in any man that has blessed you. Whether God or man. The Bible says concerning the leper that returned. The blessing of the healing was not the priority. There was a wholeness that must come without healing. Praise the name of the Lord. So sometimes somebody helps you. And you said, oh, the person, God just used him to help me. He's a gate man in our office. Please don't make that mistake. There is a blessing left for every vessel that the Lord has used. The man said, kneel down, let me pray for you. And you could see he was emptying himself. This blessing you have received, this will be the least. And he began to pour out himself and to pour out himself. Verse 19 of Luke 17, please help us. The Bible says, and the man returned to Jesus to give thanks. But there was a wholeness that only Jesus knew about. That only the power of gratitude will unlock. Jesus said to them, I have healed people. None of them came back to, to thank me. Nine or ten of you were healed, but only you returned. Please, there is a healing, there's a wholeness that will come with this healing. 
You may have it, but there's a perfection that I did not give you. And the Bible says, and when Jesus looked at him, he says, you are needing to thank me, but you have unlocked a wholeness that I have within me. And the Bible says, I declare for you right now that as you are healed by your faith, there is a wholeness that is coming to you. I declare by the mercies of the Lord, I pray for myself and I pray for anyone that joins faith with this prayer. For any blessing that the Lord has given us, the wholeness that is remaining, receive it in the name of Jesus. We shall receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 19 opened our eyes to see something. That the very fact that God blesses you doesn't mean that there's all to it. I have wealth, but if there's the wholeness of health to enjoy, it doesn't exist. How then will you enjoy the wealth? The scripture says, for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth. Listen, he has blessed us with wealth, we thank God. And he says, and has given him power to eat it. To receive the heritage and rejoice, the heritage and rejoice in his labor. The Bible says, This is a gift from God. That gift we can unlock with a heart of gratitude. Please just give God praise in the house this morning. Jesus, oh, make him I worship you today. Jesus. Please help me, number two, as we go on. Number two, for everything called Thanksgiving, please write this down. You must raise an altar of Thanksgiving. There is a difference between saying, telling someone, I thank you. There is a difference between raising an altar to give that thanks. You can say thank you in a casual way. You can be deliberate in the way you give thanks. Number two, you must raise an altar of what? Of thanksgiving. Now let me share an experience that happened because of what I have learned about thanksgiving. I've come to understand that if you have to be grateful for any man to any man, please be deliberate about it. Oh, I was just coming around your area. I just say I should branch. As I'm branching, I'm just saying thank you. Praise the Lord. That itself is not thanksgiving. You see a man that has favored you and you meet him on the road and you say, oh, thank you for the other day. I, I, I'm looking for time to come and thank you. That itself is not enough. They must raise an altar of what? Of thanksgiving. The most blessed man as far as scripture was concerned, is concerned, is a man called Abraham. And the Bible says he raised the most altars in scriptures in gratitude to God. He raised the most altars in scriptures in what? In gratitude to God. Please help me multimedia Genesis 14 and in verse 14. Genesis 14 and verse 14. But before I read this quickly, let me share a story of, of, of how gratitude can help us. And so it was that I needed something very I was in a tight corner and I needed something from my superior and I needed to ask him for a favor. The favor is, wasn't something he should ordinarily give me. But I was so tight and I had to return to him or go to him and ask him for this great favor. And as I went to him and I told him I had to have a moment with him, he told me to shut the door. I shut the door and I, and I stood before him and I told him why I truly need that favor. When I told him everything, he looked at me and then he shook his head and he said, this is, a, this, this is an impossible thing that you have asked. I said, I know it's impossible, but it still lies within your power to give me. If it is not okay, sincerely, I will go and I will find another way. He told me to return back after a moment and I did return and then he granted me that favor that was very difficult for him to do. And he said, I'm giving you, I'm granting this favor. And I hope it doesn't backfire. I say, I pray as well it doesn't. After a while, and I've gone for what I needed, and it was truly successful. And it happened that because I understood that if you have to give thanks, truly, you have to raise an altar, which means we must be deliberate about it. Don't let it be the way that, oh, I'm going to church this Sunday. It's Thanksgiving Day. What am I going to give God? Please don't make that mistake. You must be deliberate. If you are coming to give thanks to God, please be what? Be deliberate about it. The same way you begged him. The same way you prayed for one hour, two hours. Please, when it comes to thanksgiving, we must be what? We must be deliberate. 
So you are praying and somebody batching and you say, please lock the door. I'm engaging heaven because I need something. Please come back in one hour. I am praying. The Lord answers that prayer and you want to thank him and you are also, you lock yourself and you are thanking God and someone batching and then the person wants to return and say, no, please come. Don't worry. It's just a prayer of thanksgiving. It can wait. Please don't make that mistake. We've made that mistake for a long time. We treat Thanksgiving as a dependence to God. Please, I beg you, let's try to be deliberate. When that was done, I succeeded in what I needed to. The following day, I returned to the man. Because having understood what Thanksgiving does and the heart of gratitude, the way you thank men will open door for more favor. Praise the Lord. I said the way you will thank a man will open door for what? For more favor. And I, I went back to him and I said I needed a moment again. And he looked at me and I'm sure in his mind he was saying, please not again, not another favor this time. I said, can I shut the door? He said, yes. And I'm sure his heart was already racing. Please don't ask me for another favor like the last time. Praise the Lord. Because I was so deliberate to go the same way I asked for that favor. Amen. And I shut the door behind me and I said, I just came to give you thanks. So thank you for what you did for me yesterday. And I told him how we went and how successful it was. And at the end, you know, men ego say, come on, it was nothing. That was just a small thing. I will help people say, ah, I don't thank him because anytime I thank him, he said, don't mention. Amen. Have you heard people say so? If any man say don't mention, please what? Mention it. Please don't mention. Please what? Mention it. If he said, please don't mention, it's a light him. Do what? Mention it. And he said, no, it was not. It was okay. But I could see in his heart that he was very, what? Glad. So if you have to be thankful, I beg you, let us be what? Very deliberate. Raise an altar. If you have to return, don't make that returning be convenient. Oh, the day I'll go to Abuja, I will, I will merge it with the thanksgiving and thank him. Let it be that someone will see you in his house. And we say, oh, you come from all the way from Lekki to Okokomaiko just to do what? To give me thanks. I have never seen men do such a thing. I brought this bag of rice just to thank you. All the way from Lekki to Okoko. Please, that is not a mistake. That is not just I was going and I branched. No, we must be what? Very deliberate. Amen. Genesis 14 verse 14. The Bible says, and it so happened, the story we hear, let me summarize the story. It so happened that in a moment, four kings raised and gathered against Sodom. And then they captured the whole of Sodom and they took captives of men. And one of the men that was taken captive was Lot, the son of the brother of Abraham. And the Bible says that when Abraham heard that Lot was taken captive, the scripture says in verse 14, the Bible says, now what? Now, when Abraham heard that the brother, his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained what? Please help me. Trained what? So he armed servants to go against four nations. Please ask me, is that a wise decision? Absolutely not. If you have to go against a nation, you use trained army or soldier. He says he picked up servants and he gave them sword, gave them bow. I said, we are going after four nations. The Bible says, trained servants who were born in his house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Please help me verse 19. As far as the story was concerned, the Bible says, and Abraham used 318 trained servants to defeat four nations. The reality is that there are some mistakes you've done in your business. Only mercy have kept you this far. There are mistakes you've done in your career. Only grace have kept you this far. You have used servants to fight nations. And yet God gave you victory. And it is, will be out of place if you say to yourself, My hand has given me this victory. The Bible says that when Abraham returned, I'm sure he looked back to himself and said, Did I do this? I couldn't have done this by myself. The Bible says because God had blessed him and given him victory. Abraham proposed in his heart, I will return and give thanks to this God. And the Bible says in verse 19, please listen. In verse 19, the Bible says, and Abraham returned and he said, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham. Now this is a priest speaking and the God of the most high possessor of what? The heavens and the possessor of what? The earth. 
verse 20. The Bible says, and blessed be the most high who has delivered the enemies into my words, into my hands. Now, you may fight a battle and win. And you think your strategy ha- did help you. The scripture did tell us that the, the, the horses are prepared for the day of battle. But what? But victory comes from what? From the Lord. And the Bible says, and Abraham returned. And scripture says, and he gave what? Please help me. A tithe of all. Now he gave the tithe as a means of thanksgiving to God. So usually when we say bring your tithe and you think we are bring, taking, bringing tithe for just for nothing. It is a way of giving thanks to God. If you've not had this revelation before, please have it. The fact that God blesses you and you are returning the tithe. Please come with a thankful heart. Because it's one of the ways we can open heaven to give us the wholeness. And the Bible says, and Abraham returned and he gave thanks. Why? Because the battle you win today is not a guarantee that you win tomorrow. But when God releases you to a wholeness by the reason of thanksgiving, then rest is assured. If you have a thankful person, please give God praise in the house this morning. So today is our Thanksgiving day. Please don't make that mistake of saying, oh, I'm coming to church because it's a Thanksgiving day. No. We are setting down, setting out one day. But the gratitude must be what? A thing of every day. We see people come to church with white. And they leave church with the same white. No sweat, no nothing. And we dance in the presence of the Lord. Let it be that when people will see you and ask you, why are you sweating like this? Let it be that you will say, I was thankful to God and that is why I was sweating like this. Let it be that they see you kneel before the heavens and your white is stained. And they will ask you, why is your white stained? They say, I was thankful to God and that is why my white have stained. We have lived life that nobody can point to anything that gives gratitude to God. Please, if you are grateful, give God praise in the house this morning. Lord, you reign forever. You're the same. I come out to give mama say mama you lifted me Lord, you gave me a son Number three, the last one as we begin to wind down. Please write this. This is the most important of all. I'm going to take my time off this because this is very important. I understand your heart is ready to give thanks. We're going to dedicate some time and we're going to give gratitude like we've never done before in Grace Assembly. Amen. Please write down number three. Your thanksgiving is an act of faith. Please write down. Your thanksgiving is an act of faith. Now before I go into this, let me just read 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. Let me explain something very quickly. I did not know this until recently. I've been reading and interpreting this scripture wrongly for a very long time. You know the Bible says for the days of ignorance, God did what? God winked at. I've interpreted this scripture very wrongly for a long time, but mercy have kept me up until this moment. The scripture says, please, I want us to read together as one big family. Let's read one, two, go. In everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Please help me. He says, in how many things give thanks? Now, in everything give thanks. So if something good happens, what should we do? If something bad happens, what should we do? Now, this is the understanding I've had for a long time. Oh, you just lost your job. Hey, yeah, how did it happen? Oh, they were downsizing. Ah, have you gone to church to give thanks? Because the Bible says in everything, do what? Give thanks. Have you heard people interpret it that way? Sincerely, that's how we understood it. Oh, so this bad thing happened to you. Wow. Ah, But you know God, it is the will of God. So we have to return to God to do what? To give thanks. So you come and say, "Ah, I want to thank God. It was a rough year. All my business collapsed. I want to thank God because my business collapsed. Because the Bible says in everything I should do what? Give thanks. Please, that is not true. The Bible says for the thought that he has towards you is a thought of what? 
and not of what? Of evil. So I can't thank him for anything evil that happened. There is something that he explained here that we're going to see this morning. It is not God's will all the time that some things happen. Sometimes that is why we try to teach excellence. You will have lost your job maybe because you are not the best. That can happen and that's why we try to improve ourselves. Anything can happen. You can hit your car because you were careless. You broke the traffic light. So you don't need to say, Lord, because I had accident, I'm thanking you. No, that's not the essence. The Bible says in everything you should do what? Give thanks. Now listen. He says, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Let me explain. Let me draw an analogy so that you understand. If you happen to, if there is, if there is, if you happen to be going through a bush path before you get home and somebody gives you a knife and say, please, in anything you do, as you are walking through this path, make sure this knife doesn't leave your hand. And the person hands over the knife. What is the essence of the knife? To fight anything that was what? That may come. Now you may go through that journey and nothing evil comes. Is that correct? And you may also go through that journey and something evil happen. But you have the knife to do what? To fight back. So the essence of going with the knife. Is it because something evil may. Whether something evil happen or not. But what is the essence? That you hold on to the what? To that knife. The Bible says in everything give what? Now, remove the everything. Let's just read from, remove it in everything. Let's read before the everything. Let's read, want to go. Give thanks. For what? This is the will of God in Christ for you. Listen, the true will of God is that you give thanks. It, whether something good happens or something evil happens, the enemy knows that the moment you leave the sword of thanksgiving, that you are... will open room for multiplication. Thanksgiving will open room for wholeness. Thanksgiving will open room for preservation. So that's why the scripture tells us whatever you do in this life, as far as this Christian journey is concerned, please, whatever the enemy throws, don't let him take away your thankful heart or your heart of gratitude. Because if he does, then you will shortchange yourself from being thankful, from, from receiving the blessing of multiplication and preservation. Amen. Now, I'm just going to bring this to a close very shortly. Psalms 149, verse 6 and 7. Now, listen carefully. The Bible says, let the high praises, let the high praises of God be where? Be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Verse 7, he says to execute judgment, to execute vengeance upon the nations and punishment upon the people. Please go back to verse 6. He said, let the high praise of God be in their lips. Now, let me bring this to a close very quickly. If you take us back to Luke chapter 15, Luke 17 verse 15, where we started from Luke 17 and verse 15. Now, before I read this, let me share a testimony, a very life lesson that helped me one time. It so happened that I was believing God for something and as I was working on what I was planning towards what I was trying to achieve, I was putting myself to study, I was putting all I could. It happened that the breakthrough didn't seem to be coming and I had a deadline of when to achieve what I needed to achieve. Then so it happened that I was looking for the way out and so I decided to 
you know, pay attention to some details. I went into with a paper in my quiet place to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do to be able to achieve. That is why works is very important for all you do. Please put yourself to hard work and faith will elevate itself. And so it happened as I went in, I was listening to music in my, in my headset and the song I was listening to was the very first time I was listening to the song. And the song began to play, talking about the, 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 the favor and the blessings of God. And as I was singing the song, I discovered truly that I have not been grateful to God as much as I could. And for some few minutes, I was just crying. I was just praying and asking God for forgiveness. I have been so ungrateful for all the things that you have done. And the song began to reveal that for me. And I went with a blank paper to study, but five minutes turned to 15 minutes. I turned the song and I said, I'm going to be grateful to God. And I was singing and singing and singing. Five minutes turned to 15, 15 minutes turned to 30, 30 turned to 45. And for over one hour, I was singing just one song in gratitude to God. I sincerely did not understand what I was doing. I was just being grateful because a song dropped in my heart. When I was done, I had to leave for something else. Then it dawned on me that I came in with a blank paper and I'm leaving with a what? With a blank paper. Immediately the enemy said, you've spent one hour, wasted one hour just singing instead of studying on what to do. And immediately I concurred. I said, that's true. It means I've just wasted one hour instead of studying. But I said to myself, I will not regret the one hour because as the spirit leads, if God releases a song, please don't force a prayer out of it. God gives you a song, don't force a prayer out of it. And as I was done, I decided I faced the business of the day. And during the course of the day, everything I needed, people were bringing it. And some of them, I discovered I even had it already. And so please listen, for all the enemy wants, he wants to take away that thanksgiving. The moment you come with a complaining heart, he has moved away and moved you away from the will of God. And it so happened that everything I needed, by the time I put them together, and I knew truly that the moment I spent thanking God was a worthy moment led by the Spirit. Listen, thanksgiving is an act of faith. I'm going to show you very briefly. Amen. Amen. Now let me show you something. As far as the kingdom is concerned, faith is required. Does anybody argue that? The Bible says, for if you have faith like a monster seed, you will say to this mountain, be what? Be moved. Now, please don't take that away. Faith remains the currency in which God will have to move anything. The scripture says concerning faith, listen. He says, for he collect the things that are not as though they were. They were. Do you agree with that? So faith calls the things that don't exist as if it was, it exists. Now, please help me. Let me just demonstrate this very quickly so that you have a clear idea. I just need somebody, just come with, as if you are coming, please come. Please come with a gift or anything, maybe a phone, just to represent a gift. I want to show you something. Please stand here. Please stand. I need two people. You can stand here, please. So he has come to me. Please stand this way. So this man has come. Believing God for something. The same way you and I believe God for something. And so when we believe God for something, what we say, we should pray. Is that correct? So we pray and that is why we teach the word so that we can confess the word. Pastor Cora taught us on Sunday that we must realize our position as priests and as kings. So this man has need of something and he has come with what he needs. And then to present it to God, he has gone to God in prayer and is confessing all through the week. What did he come with? Prayer and the word. Is that correct? Now the Bible says faith calls the things that are not as though they were. So he begins to speak what he doesn't have into existence. So God stays in heaven and hears his prayer, sees his faith, sees his prayer, sees his word. The mirroring in heaven is a reflection of faith of that word. God says, so you can pray this much and have faith this much. And what I'm seeing that you bring, that you have brought to me is faith. When God sees that faith, heaven must release whatever he wants. Because Bible says, faith collect the things that are not as though they were. So if he believes truly, that thing 
that he requires will be given to him because heaven can see faith in what he's doing. Is that correct? Do you believe that? Now the Bible says faith collect the things that are not as though they were. So he has prayed, he has spoken the word and heaven have released it to him because heaven sees faith. This man on the contrary, he has prayed, he has fasted, he has quoted the word, but things are not happening. Now remember, the scripture says in 1 Thessalonians, in everything you should do what? Give thanks. If he says to himself, I have done all and there is no result, he may say to himself, I am discouraged and I will not pray anymore. But the Bible says, the scripture tells us in everything, give thanks. Whilst he's waiting, he decides to say to himself, I will not lose my praise I will not lose my thanksgiving. Whilst in the place of waiting, I am going to give thanks for what God has not done. And so he begins to sing and he begins to be thankful. He understands that the will of God is for him to be thankful at all times. And so he goes to his closet and is praying. He goes to his closet and is thankful. And someone else will see him and say, you are just giving thanks. God has not answered your prayer. You better go and pray like this brother so that God will answer your prayer. But he has done all. What is remaining is a song for him to give thanks. Am I, are you with me? Please multimedia help me. Luke 15 and verse 16. So like the leper that returned to Jesus. He returned back to Jesus. The Bible says, and one of them, which is this man, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, doing what? Giving thanks. Please help me, verse 16. So as he's thanking God, Bible says he falls to his face and giving thanks and he was a Samaritan. He was a stranger. Listen, we are only strangers concerning what God is about to do or what he has left. Now he's giving thanks, but we are telling him he's not praying. But there is something that heaven reflects. Heaven records that he is thanking him for what he has not received. Heaven records that he is thanking him as though he has received it. Heaven records that he is thanking him as if he is speaking the word. And as he is thanking God for what he has not received, heaven is opening the books. What is it that defines what this man is doing? The Bible says, for faith is the only thing that gives or collects the things that are not as though they were. So he is thanking God for the things that he has not received as though he has received it. Please listen. The fact that he's giving thanks and being grateful doesn't negate the fact that he's not as potent in the world and in the place of prayer. Please help me, verse 19. The Bible says, when this man returned in thanksgiving, when he returned in praise, Jesus looked at him. And the Bible says, and Jesus said to him, arise. The Bible says, the scripture says, Jesus said, for your what? Did he say your praise have made you whole? Did he say your thanksgiving has made you whole? He was giving thanks, but heaven was mirroring faith in his thanksgiving. Did he say your praise have made you whole? So the moment what you have is remaining is a song. Please sing that song because heaven is mirroring faith in what he gives. And the Bible says, and Jesus looked at him. He says, you have come with such faith. He said, no, I don't have faith. I'm only thanking you. God says, no. A heart of gratitude is the same thing as a heart of faith. And the Bible says, and Jesus said to him, arise, go your way. There is a wholeness and a wellness that is coming by the reason of this thanksgiving. Go for your faith has made you whole. Please help me celebrate this God and help me celebrate this God. The scripture tells us there is a blessing that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. There is another blessing that you can have and add sorrow to it. But thanksgiving can unlock the sorrow and replace it with a wholeness. If there is a thankful heart here, please rise to your feet and let's give thanks to the Lord God. You know, I just want to thank God for Pastor Yomi and the Island Church. There was something that happened two weeks ago whilst we were having the Monday prayer meeting. Pastor Yomi asked for anyone that had a prayer request. For the first time that I've attended that prayer meeting, no one came with a prayer request. 
And it so happened that as he was about to draw the curtain, a woman uh, by the microphone on Zoom, I think her name was Paulette Alo or something. And the woman said, I don't have anything, but I just want to raise a prayer of thanksgiving. And she said the prayer of thanksgiving. And to her, that was all that there is to read. When Pastor Yomi wanted to pray, listen, when you thank man and you thank God, it is natural that what will be released is a wholeness in that man. And when Pastor Yomi was praying by the leading of the Spirit, he said, and he was praying for perfection concerning that miracle. That you have that miracle doesn't guarantee perfection. But the Bible says there is a blessing that God will give you and will add no sorrow. This morning as you thank God, please don't remember, don't recall anything that you want. Just open your heart to gratitude towards God. Because the enemy wants to tell you that God is not loving anymore. He wants to let us know that there is no power in his name. But I come to announce to you there is still power, there is still glory and there is still grace. When we come with a heart of gratitude, heaven will release wholeness to us in the name of Jesus. No man can see the end of your grace. Ah, no man can know the end of your love. No man can see the end of your glory. No man can know the end of your power. As he stands, stands above the earth, you are exalted, unlimited God, as far as the heavens stands, stands above the earth, you are exalted, unlimited God, you are exalted. thanks in this house. Just begin to thank him for all that he has done. Begin to recall the blessings of the Lord and begin to give him thanks. Someone give God praise in the house this morning. In Jesus mighty name we pray. And so Lord in heaven we thank you. We give you praise and we give you honor. And we ask so Lord that heaven will release to us the wholeness that comes with a grateful heart. Thank you because you've heard us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please give God praise in the house this morning if you've been blessed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord.